Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. this day one shall stand one shall fall hello my friends we are the powerful nerdcast i'm Corey, and joined with me as always is my good friend christian hello internets and it's an amazing day because it's april 2nd and for people on the internet that means we have survived the cataclysm that is april 1st april fool's day you know being someone who makes a lot of youtube videos and looks up stuff online all the time i was incredibly apprehensive to go online yesterday because you don't know really what to believe and there was a lot of stories that came out yesterday some were fake some were true april fools has almost evolved into like a marketing strategy for certain things so when april fools comes around now maybe it's always been this way but i feel like as i get older i almost like look forward to and like fear april fools i'm like who's gonna get me because someone always kind of gets me and then there's other times where i'm like oh that's just so fake but a funny concept for april fools because it's practically its own holiday now in some ways it's like watching out for booby traps at work and stuff like that. It's like a big thing. It really is. It's it's digital traps. They're all over online, you know, and it can be something really simple as just a, hey, check out this cool video, and it just sends you to a Rick Astley video. Or it could be something as elaborate as what IGN likes to do, where they make like these big fake movie trailers, where they made it seem as if there's going to be a crossover between Back to the Future and freaking Fast and the Furious. That's Fast to the Future. Yeah, that's what it's called. It's absolutely retarded. You know but- what Spotify did? They made a playlist with titles that only, if you just read the titles, it sings the lyrics to Getting Rickrolled. Really? Yeah. That's Never amazing. Gonna Give You Up. That's a song. I remember that. I remember Google Maps. You could play Pac-Man yeah. on Google Maps. That was pretty cool. I actually played for a whole five minutes. I thought that was cool. You know what? Google also puts a lot of little Easter eggs and things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know when the internet doesn't work if you're using Chrome and the dinosaur pops up? If you hit spacebar, you can start to play a game, and the little dinosaur will jump over cactuses. Oh, really? Yeah. You didn't. Uh, no one knows that exists practically, <laughs> but I always thought that was funny. So that's what I always do when no, I don't have really internet. That's really cool. Uh, even <laughs> YouTube uh, got in on the April Fool's game. Yesterday, if you guys were watching the videos, there was this little musical icon that was uh, right next to the uh, gear for changing your settings, and it would actually play Darude's Sandstorm over your video which i thought was pretty awesome it was a little ridiculous and nothing too elaborate uh, and uh kind of playing it safe in some ways yeah um and actually i was kind of shocked at first um i don't know if adult swim the uh, channel on cartoon network did uh-huh. anything because uh typically uh on april fools they like to do something kind of funny with their programming uh that was actually the first time that i ever watched the room tommy wiseau's the room oh my gosh they, they showed, showed that, that. yeah oh, it was man. a couple years ago uh it was remember oh was hi mark when, yeah <laughs> it was when uh you remember when i was uh you remember good friend cody when i was living with him yes yes um i remember specifically we stayed up that night it was april fools and that movie started we were just like what the fuck is this and we ended up watching <laughs> the whole thing this is before you knew the lore of the yeah room. like i didn't even know what it was so like you gotta imagine how this stupid movie was just blowing our minds like how and it just kept going and going and you gotta realize this was on tv 
TV. So a long movie has just been made longer because of commercials. Oh, yeah. So it was almost excruciating. But me and Cody ended up watching the whole thing. Funny as shit became one of my favorite things. Uh, but the biggest thing about April Fool's, like I said, is there are times when you don't know what to believe and then there are times when it's just fake. And yesterday, Nintendo, the greatest Woo! video game company of all time, decided to do a Nintendo Direct, where they do this big live stream where they show off a lot of their brand new games, some of the things that are coming out. And, uh, you know, at first everybody was apprehensive. Okay, Nintendo, you're doing this on April 1st. Are you just pulling our leg? No, they assured us it was all going to be real, and it was. And one of the biggest announcements yesterday was that Mewtwo... The most powerful Pokemon in existence is going to be returning to Super Smash Bros. Wii U and 3DS. And they showed off the very first gameplay of the character and what he's going to look like in the game. And he wasn't even the only character they announced. They also said that Lucas is going to be returning and he's going to be paid DLC. And there's probably going to be even more DLC in the future. But this Mewtwo trailer was awesome. It's the very first time that he's been back since Melee, and I know that, Christian, you're kind of a casual fan of Smash Brothers, but you're still pretty good at the game. Oh, I love Smash Bros. That's like, anyone can pick up and play that game, and you can, like, let's say you're really good, because, Corey, you are really good, but you can, like, still not destroy someone and have fun and just play with them and play the game. Mm -hmm. Super Smash Bros., I think, once you kind of get the rhythm of that game, it is super fun. It doesn't matter your skill level or, or certain things. You can just have fun. And the game is really deep. It's like it's like chess. There's a lot of moves to it that are uh, actually really interesting. And the other thing that I think that this shows is that Nintendo is getting good at their DLC game. Uh, Mario Kart is where I first noticed them actually like using it well because mm -hmm. they like released the Mercedes pack mm -hmm. where you can get a Mercedes and then they released uh, Link had a car and Link mm -hmm. even went to the game and uh, they even announced more Mario Kart DLC yesterday of course um, see they're another... like knocking it out of the park now mm -hmm. there's another three characters eight tracks and uh, mm -hmm. a few other things they added a, a brand new mode actually uh, if you remember playing uh, Mario Kart back in the day whether it be classic Mario Kart or Mario Kart 64 they always had those three difficulty settings which was uh, 50cc oh, this, 100cc yeah. and 150cc and that depends on how fast you're going. They're now adding 200cc, which means you're going to be moving even faster in the trailer for it. Like, that was the first part of the Nintendo Direct when they were doing it. I was like, okay, this has to be an April Fool's joke. because The 200cc option? Yeah, because okay. yeah, they built it up so much, and I'm like, oh, what's what's going to be bigger than 150, 200? And then it, 200cc! <laughs> I was like, okay, it is pretty cheesy, but it is going to be fun. But uh, that, like you said, that just shows Nintendo's actually kind of uh, trying to get into the DLC game, and they're doing a great job with that. Finally. But going back to... Uh, hmm? Finally, because they Fun. weren't they yeah. weren't for a long time. Like, what was the how easy was it to play Smash Bros. Online the last generation? Oh god, it was awful. It was practically unplayable. Like Smash Brothers Brawl on Wii was awful because one, your your uh, options were really limited. You couldn't do one on one matches. It was no. basically who you got teamed up with in a big group battle. Sometimes you might get lucky and get a one on one, and you'd be like, yeah, this is awesome. But then you'll get stuck with a group of four. At least on the Wii U version in 3DS, they give you options. They give you the ability to do one on ones, yeah, or, you yeah. know, team matches, or you know, it shows that they're actually becoming kind of a competent online company. Mm -hmm. But uh, let's get back to Mewtwo for a second. The yes, biggest thing about exciting. Mewtwo is, one, he is returning, but uh, it looks like from the trailer he's going to have his old moveset. And I know uh, you played a little bit of Melee back in the day. Mewtwo I, I was my favorite. Mewtwo, uh, no, I liked Mewtwo. I liked the concept of Mewtwo. Mm -hmm. He didn't play that great for me, but I liked uh, him more than I liked Lucario. Mm -hmm. Lucario is one of my favorites. And that's saying a lot because you play as Lucario all the damn Lucario time. Lucario and uh, Ike are my two go-tos. Yeah, that's. Would you say those are your favorite Smash Brothers characters? That and Little Mike now. 
because he's kind of little like Mac. a little Mac. Yes. Little Mac is like a fast version of Ike. He's a lot like mm-hmm. Ike. Very much. That's kind of what I like to say. But he's also kind of you know he's a, he's a featherweight. Yes. You know you can take him out real easy, but he will hit like a freaking train. Yeah, he dominates yeah. if he gets near you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was kind of hoping maybe we'd see some more new DLC characters, but I gotta say I'm pretty happy with uh, Mewtwo. I love the way he looks. Uh, his moveset is identical to the old one, so you're gonna see all of that. He does look like he's moving a little faster. Mm-hmm. He's a little less floatier, and there are some new additions to him. One, I like that now the games have all these big color schemes, so Mewtwo's gonna have a lot of alternates. Um, one, it looks like it's gonna be his shiny form, where the purple is replaced with green, but the one that intrigued me the most was gotta be the most metal-looking Mewtwo I've ever seen, where his main body is black, and just the tail is white. So it just looks like this more evil-looking version of Mewtwo. No armored Mewtwo, though? No armored Mewtwo. <laughs> that would be my freaking dream to have armored Mewtwo from the very first Pokemon movie. Uh, movie. And fun fact, um, when they actually revealed Mewtwo for the very first time, whenever they do those big uh, character reveals, mm-hmm. they usually have like a still image of the character, the name of the character, and like a little like tagline that uh, goes in with it. And Mewtwo's was Mewtwo Strikes Back. That's actually the name of the very first Pokemon movie, Mewtwo Strikes Back. So I thought that was a pretty nice thing. But uh, the thing that everybody was speculating about is if Mewtwo is going to come back, what is his final smash going to be? Because that's a new element that uh, Mewtwo never had an opportunity to uh, have because he was in Melee, he was Didn't cut he just shoot like a Kamehameha or something? Or um, It's actually a little different. It's, it's, it's like a combination of like Samus's attack uh-huh. and kind of similar to what King Dedede does. And I know that makes okay. no sense, but w- what happens is it looks like Mewtwo is going to be able to mega evolve just like Charizard and Lucario in the game. And uh, it looks like he might only go into one form, which is his Mewtwo Y form, which I can understand. That's easily the coolest one. Um, but he does this big psychic blast attack. Mm-hmm. He hits all uh, the opponents at once. And then they actually zoom in on each of them, and they show this like shot of what looks like psychic energy or lightning going into their head. And they're like freaking out. And then they all explode off the screen into different directions. Whoa. So it's going to be a very devastating attack. And unlike Samus's, which you can technically dodge or jump over, Mewtwo's attack goes all over the screen. So Is if it you like get a, that... It can't be a guaranteed hit. Um, but it's like know, a 90%. I'm sure there's a way around it. There's usually a way around every single type of Final Smash. Uh-huh. Um, but it definitely looks like it's going to be a real powerful one and one that covers a lot of ground. And it's good to see a big move like that that really represents like Mewtwo's like mental and psychic abilities because that's what he's all about. Mewtwo barely even touches the ground. The only time he ever actually has his feet planted when he's fighting is when he's standing still. Whenever he moves, he's actually floating in midair. And yeah, he is a very powerful psychic type. Mm-hmm. That- so I'm... I'm extremely excited about Mewtwo returning. He was one of the most requested characters, but before we end on Smash Brothers, there is one thing they uh, didn't mention in the Direct, which I think is just amazing and actually opens up the floodgates for more DLC in the future. Uh, They announced that there's going to be a live ballot for Super Smash Brothers characters. They said if we're going to make more DLC in the future, we want to hear from the fans. So you can actually go to this website and fill out this little survey saying what character you want to see in the game. And people are already trying to get people involved in groups and be like, hey, we got to get... Goku in Smash Brothers. <laughs> we can actually make it happen this time because we're being vocal about it. Yeah. And apparently you can do it as many times as you want. I promptly went ahead and do that, and I put in my vote for Ridley from Metroid and the Super Metroid I knew Metroid it was just a matter series. of time until you brought that I, up. Yeah, there's going to be a million people who do that, and I know I'm jumping on like the Ridley bandwagon, but I've always wanted that character in, and this is like our opportunity to make that happen. So we want to hear from you guys. If you could have Boom. any character in the Smash Brothers game series... Who would it be? Let us know in the comments section below. And let Nintendo know, because the sky's the limit. 
Anything can freaking happen with this. Like I said, we could have Goku playable. There was an article on Kotaku where someone put out and it said, Guys, Goku can finally be a <laughs> character in Smash Brothers. Not really, but here's how we could possibly make it happen. Yeah. Anything and thinking, is possible. And uh, looking at that One Piece flag behind you, thinking of like Luffy and Super Smash Brothers. He'd fit in fine. Luffy could fit in there. Of it course, he's, he's super powerful, but you know, if they gave him a good moveset, he could totally be in there. What I would love is a Smash Brothers game. Like the style of Smash Brothers, but with anime characters. Yeah, like an anime edition. Yeah, like we. I mean, we've had crossovers like that J Victory Stars game. That but game it's, is kind of like that too. Yeah, but it's a little more complex. Like that's what I love about Smash Brothers. Like you said, anybody can pick it up and start playing it. Yeah, and, at any level. And I think they could actually emulate that with anime characters. I think it'd be cool. They did one years ago that was kind of similar. It was a mixture of Naruto. Dragon Ball and One Piece. I've seen Just that game. those three. I think it was called Stadium Project Stadium Dawn. Uh, you know, because reference to Dragon Ball, One Piece, Naruto. Um, but I never actually had a chance to own that game, and I, I used saw, to actually import those games. I saw people playing it at conventions, mm-hmm. and I was like, "That's." I cool. distinctly remember seeing Rock Lee versus Frieza, like, <laughs> and I was just like, "Oh, this game is so awesome!" And uh, I'd love to see that, maybe with some more expansion to the other characters. Otherwise, I'm excited from so, Mewtwo. Before we uh, end the uh, April Fools thing, there's a few things I wanted to mention. Mm-hmm. PlayStation came out with a video called PlayStation Flow, which is a simulation swimming pool where you actually swim in a swimming pool with goggles on, which is stupid. It's That's... like, have you ever wanted to play the Mario water level? Mario 64 water level? Those are the worst swimming? levels in Mario. <laughs> some of them are. Some of them have some great atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, and then the, one of the other ones I thought was really funny was the uh, Petco, which is kind of like Petmart or like mm-hmm. a pet store thing. It's like the Kmart of, of PetSmart. Yeah, pets, uh, pet stores. They came out with a Petco selfie stick for your dog. That's like a GoPro handle. That comes now, is up. that a joke? Yeah, it's a joke. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's funny because it's a joke, but that could totally be something that's real. Oh, it looked real. It yeah. looked like, oh, you really made that, didn't you? <laughs> and uh, one of the other things which uh, I think is funny is Tool, which is one of our favorite bands and a very uh, interesting progressive rock band that we've liked for a long time, has a huge history of coming out and fucking with the fans. And they came out with this huge, very serious post like, you guys, our music, our early versions of our songs all got leaked. And I, like, kind of freaked out. I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm in kind of a moral dilemma. Like, do I listen to this right now? And I told that's the one that got me, man. Mm-hmm. I didn't even connect the dots that it wasn't uh, that it was April Fool's. And I listened to it, and it was just some, uh, like, the kind of music you hear in a Mexican restaurant. And I was oh, like, you okay. sons of bitches. Wow. <laughs> that was really clever on them, though. And, and you know, it, it was genius of them to do that because. Exactly. Kind of like what I'm saying. Like, April Fool's is now, like, a marketing thing almost. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's very powerful. Tool. You know, as much as uh, Tool made a joke about all of that, th- there's still a really good possibility uh, the new album is coming. Oh, it's. Okay. Tool uh, has been updating their. I guess it's like their Instagram or their Facebook pages and their Twitters. They've been updating everything with all the band members together. And the reason they haven't come out with an album for a long time is because they were in the middle of a lawsuit with a former manager of the band who thought he was entitled to royalties from some of the albums so they settled that and then they've now been working really hard on making music because i think if i understand right they were scared to make more music because this guy would feel he was entitled to it and they didn't want to include it in the court case Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like once that lawsuit went away they were and they said it's sucking away a lot of creative freedom because they're just meeting with lawyers and and uh it makes they're having to you know pull records out and stuff like that so before you know it it's a very consuming thing but let me see if I can find... And I mean, for a band like Tool, too, they're not going to let that happen, either. They'd rather not make an album if they're not going to be able to have 
like a certain amount of creative control over it. Yeah, they're like, oh, we, we've waited four years, so what? We'll wait two more and make it six. Mm-hmm. We don't care. How long has it actually been since 10,000 2005. Whoo! I cannot believe it has been that long, man. A freaking decade since we've seen a brand new Tool album. I've only Here even seen them live once, but they're freaking... New Tool just got leaked. I have a sudden <laughs> craving for a chimichanga, and I don't know why. Um, but no, that's that's really funny that they would do something like that. They they definitely do have a history of messing with the fans a little bit. But I'm still just as excited for their new album. Um, I'm just excited because there aren't too many modern bands that I listen to anymore, and Tool is probably one of the last ones. Yeah, Tool's interesting. I feel like all the members, Danny Carey, he's blowing it up on the scene. Like he toured with Primus this summer mm-hmm. or this winter when they went and did a tour because their drummer. Uh, was ill or something, and mm-hmm. so Danny Carey stepped in and did half their tour dates with them, and they did uh, Anima or Enema, I forget how you say that song. Mm-hmm. They did that song. They uh, did a tribute with to With Primus. With Primus played that song with Danny Carey drumming. Oh, that's awesome. I need to, is there like, is that anywhere online? I'm sure it's all over YouTube. I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah, and then so, and then you got Maynard, and he's got his Pussifer, and he's doing other things, and his wine, mm-hmm. and uh, I always just think, because the band is technically owned by Adam Jones, the guitarist, Okay. and that's why you don't see him do too much else, because I feel like Tool is his project, mm-hmm. and and also, he's the guy that uh, he does the artwork, right? He does the he has very heavy influences on the art design. Mm-hmm. Like he designed the Undertow album cover, which is like the red ribs. Yeah, and uh, he's done a lot of stop motion uh, design for some of their videos, and mm-hmm. the art style for Schism video, and you know worked with the animators for Vicarious video. You know they, he's he's heavily influenced, and he technically owns the band. Mm-hmm. You know he is the owner of the band, mm-hmm. and. Uh, uh, but what I think is important is they're really going to make it now. Yeah. It's going to happen. It could happen by the end of this year. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that'd is, be an amazing surprise. It, it sure would. It would be crazy. Uh, the last thing I wanted to talk about in this was uh, no, actually, I did talk about everything April Fools. But Tool was like the last thing, and Fast to the Future. I'm sure you're excited about that one, Corey. Uh, Where he's going, he my, needs my heart. Roads. My heart skipped a beat when i saw that you know it's another one of those like oh yeah who wait april 1st thank god okay thank Woo! god because you know for weeks years practically i've been talking about like the last movie i want to see remade is back to the future and just god no don't okay. let that happen uh other thing i want to talk about uh is i have been you know i do all the camera work and stuff but i've been lucky enough to be flying drones lately mm-hmm. with cameras on them mm-hmm. and i think that that is like the coolest thing like literally they send me out to fly drones and i'm like i can't believe i get to fly this helicopter and make money you know like <laughs> it's great and uh i uh, just got a new one and it's been a lot of fun Corey, you're like kind of like not into the drones i think you're an interesting perspective it's uh i don't know i just i don't get the hype behind it to me and, and I've, I've told you this before yeah, yeah. to me it's like in a, a really expensive rc car well, it is, but and, it, and I love. I like that you said that too. It's like I get paid to fly a helicopter. Like, that, like that's <laughs> what I was literally thinking. It's like you, you basically get paid to play with a toy. Yeah, yeah, you but know, a really expensive toy, mind you, that can actually do some pretty amazing things, especially with cameras. I, well, you see the technology in these things yeah. now. Like mm-hmm. uh, the one I was recently flying was the Inspire One, and you mm-hmm. see that it has three modes of transformation. Mm-hmm. It uh, it looks like like a dragon skull flying through the air, yeah, you know, like, is. I don't know how to describe it. It's just a very intimidating sci-fi looking something off the, mm-hmm. uh, what do they call that? The combine on uh, half-life. Yeah. It looks like something they would use. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah. <laughs> and so it's very intense looking technology. And, uh, you know, I just, I've been flying drones for almost a year now, I mm-hmm. think. Cause you remember when I had my first little one and they've gotten progressively bigger. I oh, remember yeah. like the first one, it was one of those like little rinky dink, 
like ones and we were you know that thing would crash and destroy immediately and then they just got progressively bigger then they started talking to us and that's when it started getting weird and kind of creepy i want to show you my the one i had just before i'm gonna do this you during... just had that thing on the standby oh, i had it on standby i didn't even see him bring I that know, thing out are you gonna stand... fly that right now Here right we now we are showing drunk look the you guys are seeing it. It's happening right now. The drones. This are... is one of the. Uh, is this? This isn't the first one you got, is it? No. This is. I call this one my trainer drone. Yeah. And let me just fly it over towards Corey's angle. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. We're oh and, and there it goes. There it but goes. that's how okay. these things work. But that's why that's the practice drone. That's the practice drone. Yeah. And that's called the Nano QX. So if you want to get a good drone to like learn on, I get that one. 100 bucks on Amazon and maybe like another 10 bucks for some extra batteries and stuff. And it comes with a remote, everything you need. You throw mm-hmm. some fucking double A's in it, you fly all day. So that's the first one I got. And then I got the, uh, uh, which one? The uh, Phantom 2. Mm-hmm. Learned on that one. That was like a bigger flying platform. And now the Inspire one. And, uh, and the Inspire's a beast. Like, that's a big huge. honking drone. Yeah. It's kind and of And it literally does go through like transformation sequences. Like when you're uh, activating it for the first time, like its legs lift up and everything. Oh yeah. The actual main portion lifts up. It's, it's really ridiculous, but it's, it's the type of technology that I can like see like scaring older people. Like oh, yeah. one of the things you're looking forward to doing is uh, going over to my dad's house and showing him the drone because we want to see how he's going to react to it because I can't even imagine because my dad's one of the most old school kind of guys like he barely knows how to use his phone he doesn't use a computer he's just now learning the basis of like how to text people and that's just in today's day and age that's he's old amazing. school yeah. he is extremely old school so i can't wait to see his reaction when you show yeah, him a like, freaking monster it, i i've had to as well as learn how to fly in like I don't want to say public areas, but in areas I need to film in for mm-hmm. my job, um, I've had to be very careful. I have to take my time and it takes my full concentration to pretty much pilot an aircraft around human beings. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it can be dangerous, too, especially when you're new and your new one's big and powerful. Like it, if it that can thing go were 55 to, miles an hour. I mean, if that thing fell like from the from the sky and like hit someone on the top of their head or hit like a car or something, it's, it's going like, to do damage. I think it's like 15 pounds yeah. or like 10 pounds. It'll do damage. So from 50 feet, from that 50 thing will tear feet. you up. Oh, and it can go. I've I've flown it. Uh, legal limit, I think, is uh, 125 meters, which I think transfers to like 400 feet. And I maxed it out. I've gotten it all the way up there, yeah. you know. And it has like it's so funny. This new one, it has uh, technology in it and limiters built into the app where you can uh, uh, it when it hits 125 meters, it'll be like that's it. You told us that's as high as we should go, and then just <laughs> won't let you go any higher. We can't let you do this, Christian. <laughs> and I'm like, <gasps> and then it comes down, and the machine guns come out of it, and it's very scary. <laughs> You know, but yeah, it's been so much fun flying drones. And, uh, uh, the other thing I had to say is like, you have to almost get good at talking to people about it. Cause as soon as that thing goes in the air, like people just come to you mm-hmm. and I'm like, uh, like they're like, Whoa, is that cool? How'd you do that? And I'm like, I'm like flying. You don't talk to your pilot when he's flying the, the plane. <laughs> yeah. Like, you need like full concentration. I need to, I'll talk to you about it when I land it. So that's been something I've had to learn. Like how uh, to, but like you people. said, you had a lot of practice with the little ones and the, uh, the smaller ones when compared they seem to crash a lot more, and a lot of that has to do more with the technology that's actually within them. Yeah. Because uh, as much as you are piloting them, there's also the computer that's kind of doing a little bit of the work to stabilize things and make things work better. And they obviously can't fit all of that or cram it all into one of those little ones. No, the little ones literally are just four motors with a gyro in them mm-hmm. and no stabilization built into them at all. Mm-hmm. But then when you get to the bigger ones, they have a GPS chip that links to a GPS signal. And I think it's like eight different satellites sending down to help uh, – triangulate triangulate its position i hate that word and uh and so with that 
it knows where it should be. So if the wind comes and pushes it, it'll be like, no, I need to stay here. And it'll fight the wind automatically. Well, this one just floats everywhere and you're just desperately trying to control it. But it's good to teach you the, uh, the like system behind flying a drones or the technique. And uh, so when you're like flying it and you start it up, the thing kind of floats everywhere you leave it. If you just let go of the remote, it'll just sit wherever you leave it. So you can line up shots and not have to worry about where it's going. You only get to tell it where you want it to go, and it'll factor out all the environment around it. So that makes it really easy. But um, you really want a lot of hours flying because when something goes wrong, you want to know what to do. Mm-hmm. When something scares you, you want to not go into a panic mode. <laughs> you want to be That's like... That's one of my favorite videos to watch on YouTube, too, is when people like fly their drones for the first time and they don't like know what the hell they're doing. And, and they, they just, just send it super high in the and sky. And they just destroy it. Yeah. And I especially love when they usually have like the GoPro attached to it because you can see every like little moment. Mm-hmm. And I especially love the videos when there's people who are flying it over water and it's getting ready to go in the lake and they desperately jump into the water and swim towards it you see him like slow no and they grab it at like the last second because there's no way they're gonna drop this couple thousand dollar thing right into the water and that just be the end of it. it's all electric it's done if it goes it's over there's no going back and the warranty does not cover any Mm -hmm. crash damage whatsoever so Mm -hmm. that's on you if it shows up and one of the motors don't spin they'll fix that but man, if you wreck it and you're like, the arm was like this when I opened the box, they're going to be like, no, it's broken. You know, <laughs> like you did that. But uh, it's been a lot of fun. And also you get like 20 minutes in the sky with the damn thing. Mm-hmm. You say, oh, that's only 20 minutes. But I'm like, uh, if you know the shot you want, and I promise by one, the end of one battery, if you're just flying it for fun, you'll practically be bored. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're just flying it off around you, you know, how many times can you spin it in a circle in front mm-hmm. of you? If so, and the uh, other cool thing is all this map technology where you can draw like a line on the uh, map. Like you bring up Google maps mm-hmm. on the little controller app that's on your phone and then draw a line and tell it how high that is. And then it'll start circling things. And then you can switch and like control the camera and just move the camera around while it's doing a, a waypoint system. Damn. Like technology's getting out of hand. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of cool. It's 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 so user friendly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just uh, no one knows much about it yet. But the user friendliness of it. I was talking to a guy that used to be in the military, and he's like, "Oh, that gyroscope technology, uh, which is in our phones now. You know how it knows where our screen should be flipped and stuff. Mm-hmm. The same technology is that's stabilizing this stuff in the air." He said that he used to be a tank gunner and uh, the tank could be driving at 50 miles an hour, but you'd look down the, the sights for and the it's barrel still always... and it's still, it's just locked in. He's like, oh, that's the same thing. And I'm like, exactly. This is just it in the civilian market. Finally, America, America. Yeah. Yeah. Military technology coming to help awesome. me fly my little toy helicopters. <laughs> it's awesome. One of the other things uh, before we get too far away from April Fool's is there's kind of like a backwards April Fool's and that was the Deadpool being rated R. Yes. That was a big thing because mm-hmm. Deadpool, you last fucking week said you were fine with it being PG-13. And I should have called you out on your bullshit because you never like when movies are rated PG-13 when they should be R. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but they cut, chop people's heads off in Deadpool and blood squirts out. Like, it's different. It's over the top. And uh, I thought maybe they could do like kind of what they do in the Lord of the Rings movie where, you know, you watch those movies. There's like decapitations all over the place, but there is very little blood spray. There's... And it's shot in the dark a lot of the time. And uh, Lord of the Rings also just, I don't remember it for its violence. For no, some really. reason. I just do not. Even when people are dying, like the sword goes in, but they just get so close. It looks like they're practically hugging if you didn't see the scene mm, before. Yeah. I mean, it's. but I thought that maybe that's the direction they were going to go with with Deadpool. But don't get me wrong. The fact that there is going to be a Deadpool movie coming out with Ryan Reynolds, an amazing costume, rated R. I'm beyond excited at this point. That takes us to that the next shows- level. They're going to, you know, that teaser they did, they're going to take that now, and they're going to go crazier with it now. That was just a taste, and I just, 
I'm just more excited than I ever was. The before. marketing for this movie can be so successful if they do mm-hmm. it right. Like, and, and just again, this just shows the power of social media. In the last week, th- this hasn't just been like an April Fool's thing. Like earlier in the week, there was uh, Ryan Reynolds who was uh, actually tweeting out saying that he's been fighting to get the R rating to try and make this happen. He's been talking with the people who are involved with the movie. And uh, just a couple days later, we get this huge thing where they make it seem like that's going to happen. And didn't they do like a video where it was uh, yeah, we the dude talk from Save from the Bell, uh, Slater. Slater. Yeah. <laughs> and then Deadpool comes in and like takes him out and shit. He takes this giant red Mole Richardson light and then hits him in the head with it. <laughs> it's like sad. And what's also cool about that is we're kind of already getting like our very first shot of Ryan Reynolds in the costume in motion. And uh, I don't know if it's fully confirmed anything yet because you mm-hmm. can see in that shot it's the same costume. Uh, the eyes are the same, like, white eyes, but they're not moving or anything. Yeah, yet, that's just like a real us, costume. Yeah, which that probably leads us to believe, like, what we speculated in last week's podcast, uh, which you should definitely check out if you haven't, um, that uh, the eyes are probably going to be, like, animated, like, in post. Yeah, like, you they're put some make them, green dots on his face and you just go. Just to make, give him yeah. a little more life. Yeah, I think that's going to be really cool. But that was a really great marketing. Um, And, you know, the movie doesn't even come out until 2016. Early uh, 2016. mm, So So that's... It's good. It don't compete with what's coming out this year. mm, Save it for next year. You're not going to compete with Star Wars or freaking Avengers. And Avengers the same year. There's just no way that's going to happen. Um, But I'm really glad that you segued into movies because uh, this one is uh, another big movie that just got announced. Uh, As you know, just last year we had a brand new Godzilla movie here in the States. That was done by Gareth Edwards. This guy's going to be one of the biggest directors, I think. Not only did he uh, revolutionize a brand new Godzilla movie, he's working on a new Star Wars movie. But Japan has listened, the fans have been loud, and they are going to make a brand new Godzilla movie in Japan. Yes. Homegrown. And what's really cool about this one is not only is it the first Godzilla movie since Final Wars, but the director of this movie. Holy crap. If there's not a more qualified person to do this, now the guy who's directing up. this movie, his name is Hideaki Anno. He is the guy who is the creator and director of Neon Genesis Evangelion. Holy he shit. He is going to be making a Godzilla movie. Whoa. And I know you he, weren't telling me that all day just mm-hmm. because of that. And you know that's going to be hardcore. If there's anybody who knows about massive destruction and giant beings and somehow maybe tying it into a good story... It's going to be this guy right here. Evangelion is such a like a mindfuck and such a great show on so many levels mm-hmm. that like you can even you can say it's not even for you but to not respect that show and the storytelling of it and I think it, because he comes from an anime background, symbolism is going to be a big thing in there. But oh, Godzilla yeah. has a lot of symbolism mm-hmm. built in. Well, he's also Godzilla Japanese. is walking symbolism. Mm-hmm. That's all he is. He's just a big metaphor for the atomic bomb. And this director, I think, is going to bring something really nice to this. The thing is, they haven't really revealed anything else. They, mm-hmm. they showed the foot of Godzilla. That's it. It is interesting to note that the, uh, the foot looks... Uh, say what? Gonsquatchin. Gonsquatchin. <laughs> Hideaki Anno going Gonsquatchin. Yeah. Um, but the foot is interesting because it doesn't look like the, uh, the stereotypical old like Does suit. Does it look like a large iguana foot? No. It still, <laughs> it still like resembles like a dinosaur kind of Godzilla foot, yeah. um, which I think is interesting. They haven't revealed anything else about the movie. The only other thing is a lot of the other people who are involved are also working on the live-action Attack on Titan. So that's pretty interesting that you have this group of people who are working on these big, giant monster movies. Those and people are all super qualified to make all that shit then. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, like yeah. the Attack on Titan guys are going to help make the Godzilla mm-hmm. thing. The guy that created Evangelion is going to, you know, like you said, monster movie practically. Mm-hmm. Like a psychedelic Godzilla in some way is kind of what you could even – a psychedelic religious mixture is what Evangelion kind of is, mm-hmm. you know? So, wow. That's mm-hmm. so awesome, man. Mm-hmm. I can't believe you didn't tell me that. Well, yeah, of course – I you- wanted to hold off on that because yeah. I just think that's a really cool detail and I just think – that it's really awesome that not only do we have a good American Godzilla that's also getting a sequel, but we're also getting a more traditional Godzilla, which is being done by an esteemed director and famous person within the anime community. And I don't think it gets any more famous than Evangelion, which is easily one of the most classic anime of all freaking time. Yeah, as soon as you get into anime, you eventually run into that one. Mm-hmm. So I feel like... Even I couldn't avoid it. You yeah. know, there was a point in time when I was always, oh, I'm never going to watch it. No, I got the whole thing on DVD. Just yep. It's just that damn good. Um, the possibilities for the movie are good. I don't know if it's going to be a full reboot, if it's going to be another sequel. I really don't I, I feel like uh, – I understand, but I feel like Godzilla is getting to the point kind of like it's getting – I also say it's like Batman. We're done with the origin story. Yeah. Like let's get to the – don't waste 30 minutes of my movie. You mm-hmm. know, like just get to him fighting something. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. But yeah, I feel like it just uh, – no more origin story or over in 30 minutes or mm-hmm. in, with the intro credits – you sort of like do something and get the origin out of the way. Mm-hmm. Pacific Rim was really good at that. Yeah. They got to it quick. Mm-hmm. They were they like opened up with some big action, gave you a little bit of character development, showed some more mecha action, showed some more characters and ended with a big finale. Yes. Like that's how you do it. Yeah, and it was almost like news stories that they played at the very beginning to get you up to speed. Kaiju showed up at this mm-hmm. point and then and then there's this big arming scene where they all get in the the mech and they go in the water and they fight him right there like first 30 minutes, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh so I just hope I know they're going to want to do origin though. They're mm-hmm. going to cuz it's their version and it's like their own universe. So mm-hmm. but we'll see. I think that's that's interesting in and Japan. I mean, is it, it going to be a suit? Is it going to be CG? I mean, that's the big thing. I mean, traditionally this Every other Godzilla movie in Japan has been with a suit. So this could be the very first one that uh, gets away Japan from Japan-approved CG Godzilla. I know. That's that a big, weird? That's a big thing. But, you know, Japan has been getting more into the CG game lately. I mean, look at Attack on Titan. All the Titans are CG. And, and they're going to be uh, good. You know, they're making great use of shadows and lighting and smoke. Maybe they can apply the same thing to Godzilla to make it look just as ridiculous. Uh, I just hope that uh, it's going to be action-packed and a lot of fun. I hope it doesn't miss the spirit of the old Godzilla movies and... If there's not a new monster, if they bring back something classic, I hope they make it look cool. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So the hype is real. Speaking of movies, I want to talk about a documentary that one of my friends is making called Level Up. You have seen this documentary, mm-hmm. uh, and you thought it was quite good. Mm-hmm. Uh, what it's about is this gentleman who unfortunately met you know, his demise while trying to sell his PS4 on Craigslist. And we've all heard stories of Craigslist being unsafe at times. I have sold things on Craigslist and had mm-hmm. much success. Um, but I, I take some precautions. I meet in public places like, like a restaurant, uh, fast food restaurant. If you know, you don't want to do something too fancy police station, police stations. People always mention that. I think that's a little intimidating. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of weird. It's definitely intimidating, but if you want to be safe, you got to be safe. Um, but what happened is this gentleman in, uh, late 2013, uh, was shot and killed over, uh, meeting a gel- another guy and his girlfriend in the parking lot of his apartment complex to sell his PS4. And the guy that came there just tried to grab it. They had a scuffle, and then his girlfriend ended up shooting and killing him. 
And he sat there in that parking lot and didn't live, you know, and for like 30 minutes. And then all his friends that were playing games with him online, like imagine if we were all Skyping and playing games or mm-hmm. uh, on uh, team chat or something on Xbox Live. Some guys just like, hey, man, I got to go do something real quick. Someone's here for me because he gets a text from his cell phone when they show up and then he never comes back. So the story is kind of told from his friends that were playing Xbox with him that night mm-hmm. and uh, his parents and some of his friends and family. And it's a very powerful documentary. It's only like seven minutes long. And we have a Indiegogo page. And I was also involved as a camera operator on it. And uh, we have an Indiegogo page I'd like to link to. And if you guys have a few minutes, please go check out the trailer for the story. Mm-hmm. And if you have any extra uh, change uh, sitting around, maybe send them a dollar or two. Because mm-hmm. they're trying to submit it to film festivals. And film festivals can be kind of expensive. They can be anywhere from like $20 to 200 to enter them. Uh, and you can imagine you times that by 10 film festivals. And that, that amount can add up real quick. Mm-hmm. And I think they also want to make a feature-length film. And it took us like two, three days just to film a seven-minute version of this film. So it would take much longer. It looks really good, though. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. Josh, uh, one of the co-directors, and Denise, who's the other co-director, mm-hmm. are very talented. Denise is an awesome storyteller. So mm-hmm. is Josh. But she's more into the writing side. And she's really good at, like, networking and understanding how to d- d- distribute films. Like, mm-hmm. what do we – do we know how to – if we made a film, how do we get it on Netflix? Do you know anything about that? That's what she's good at. Weasel, Distribution. Weasel our way in somehow. Weasel. Send some emails. Make it happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and then Josh is really good with camera work and uh, editing. He shot, like, for four days straight and had, like, five 45-minute interviews and all this B-rolling. Edited the whole thing in two days. That's amazing. <laughs> That's a free. And considering the quality of the movie, too, which, you two know, days. it's a documentary, but it's also a good a uh, precautionary tale as well. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's powerful too. It'll, it'll hit you. Yeah. It's, it's well, it's well made and Mm -hmm. it it tells a good story. And, uh, it's a shame that that gentleman lost his life over a PS4. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so you never think those things are going to happen from you because that families, you know, they're good, good peoples. They don't go seeking out violence or Mm -hmm. anything. And uh, so go check it out. It's called Level Up. It's made by Josh and Denise, who are the co-directors. And I was lucky enough to be a cameraman on there for one of the two days we shot. So check that out. All the links will be in the description below. Below. So what else do you got, Corey? Uh, Another thing uh, just came out today. Naruto fans are probably going to get excited about this one. They just showed off the uh, very first poster for uh, Boruto Naruto the movie, which is the uh, brand new uh, Naruto spinoff movie, which is going to be starring uh, Boruto Uzumaki. Spacebar? Yeah, hit it. It is the game. He wasn't lying. (laughs) Spacebar again. Jump over. Oh, oh. (laughs) Oh, you lost. (laughs) How do you do that again? Spacebar. Is it not working? It's, It's Corey Let's Play... <laughs> dinosaur cactus jump. Well, I gotta say, this game is pretty well made. There's a dinosaur and there's cactuses, and you jump over. I'm doing pretty good. You are. I bet you just beat my high score. That's why I think I, I did. <laughs> you just just dominated. Yeah, look at this. So uh, as I was saying, there's a brand new Naruto movie called Boruto uh, the movie. Oh, fucking, I, I couldn't talk and do it at the same time. Pwning my score um, while while talking about Naruto. <laughs> but there's a uh, a brand new Naruto movie coming out. Boruto Naruto the movie. It's about a uh, Naruto son. And uh, I don't think you've actually seen the poster for it, but I'm going to go ahead and show you for that right now. Spin that computer around. It's uh, real simple. It's basically... What is he holding? uh, He's holding a giant pair. He's like a wrench. Okay. And uh, that might actually be a pun on the character's name, Boruto, which means bolt. 
Uh, and he has some bolts. See. Those yeah, are bolts. Those aren't screws. Those and uh, what I love most about the poster, one, obviously, I think one of the big things about the story is that Boruto is going to have something of an estranged relationship with his father, Naruto. Uh-huh. Like, he's constantly looking out for his attention. And you can even see the title of the movie. He replaced the uh, the N and the A with the uh, B and the O so he could uh, take over the series. But uh, otherwise, that's really all they've shown uh, is this poster right here and some character designs uh, for both Boruto and Sarada Uchiha. And Sarada basically just looks kind of like a combination, uh, obviously, of Sakura and Sasuke, but the outfit she's wearing is very similar to that of uh, Sakura. But again, that's it. But they're just little by little spoon-feeding us the information about this movie. And, and getting this the is fans probably going to be a miniseries. This is going to be a full-blown 400-chapter series. Oh, well, this is actually for the movie. Yeah, but I'm, I'm just predicting for the mm-hmm. actual show. Mm-hmm. Didn't, weren't they going to come out with... Excuse me. Weren't they going to come out with a miniseries? Uh, well, there is going to be the uh, the manga series, which oh, is manga uh, series. Yeah, it's going to be. Okay. Uh, it's not the official They're Naruto go- Part Three. Like, like that's what most people are calling it. Um, but it is going to be a spinoff, which is going to star uh, Boruto, Sarada, and the, all the other people who were shown at the very end of Naruto. But this is a movie that's actually coming out August seventh. It's actually not that far away, which means that this movie is also going to be coinciding with the uh, the finale of the anime series when it eventually gets to that, although I'm not exactly sure where that's going. But if the intro from today's episode of the anime is any indication, we are getting closer and closer to that event. But uh, it is really cool to finally start seeing some more imagery from this movie because a lot of people are talking about it. It's still very mysterious. And honestly, I have no idea where they're going with it because it's a brand new movie and it's coming after part three uh, manga series. Maybe that's going to tie into that. But I will say is I like the character designs. I especially love the fact that Boruto has a giant wrench. I don't know if that's just for symbolism, if he's actually going to have a giant wrench weapon. Uh, I've actually mentioned in a video I put out that uh, in a lot of the old imagery from the manga series, Naruto always has like giant shuriken or giant kunai. Paintbrushes. Or paintbrushes or scrolls. Maybe this is kind of like his thing. And again, it goes with the whole, you know, Bolt, Boruto, his whole name. Yeah. So I'm excited. Uh, Are you guys excited? Do you like the character designs for Naruto? Naruto or Boruto. Well, actually, Naruto has a new design as well. You know, now he's all Hokage-ized. And then we have, of course, Boruto, Uzumaki, and Sarada. What do you think of their brand new designs? And what do you want to see from the brand new Boruto movie in part three of Naruto? But I'm excited about that. Corey, so we're almost at the end. Yeah. We are. But we have to go do a segment that everyone wanted us to do again, and that is Black Twitter. Black Twitter comments, (laughs) Dad! Let's do this. Let's do this. Oh, my gosh. Well, this was such a popular segment last week that Christian is forcing me to do it again, but we're going to take a look at uh, some Corey images. thinks it's okay as long as he says it's against his will first. Yeah, it's against my will. Uh, <laughs> again, this is just pictures from uh, Imger or Imger. I'm not even sure how it's pronounced. You know what? Someone commented that it's actually pronounced Imger. I don't really know. Imger Because it's spelled better. Imger with a G-U-R. What I will say is I'm going to take a look at some pictures today, which if we do have access to these, I will try to put links to them in the description box below, but no promises. But if you do want to try and find some of these, you can go to Imger and you can literally type in Black Twitter Collection and you'll be able to see all of these. They're really funny and they're really ridiculous. So let's go ahead and jump into this first one. One second, let me pull this up real quick. Which is just... God, it's awesome. I love it. And I really hope it's real. I hope this guy's not just giving a demonstration. But uh, it's uh, a picture of this guy who uh, is getting ready in this martial arts pose in, like, the middle of class. And it says, when you piss off that one guy who watches anime. And this guy just jumps up on his desk and he gets into this amazing badass He's, he's got, pose. like, dynamic entry going on. Yeah, he uh-huh. either knows exactly what he's doing or he has no fucking clue whatsoever. 
Um, so here we go. We have another one here. Uh, Drake probably playing GTA right now, picking up prostitutes and dropping them off in safer cities. <laughs> People love to diss Drake, man. <laughs> Dude, making fun of Drake is easy, though. You know, he and he's got it coming. You know, he's asking for it. Yeah. People like him and Justin Bieber, just, they need to be dropped <laughs> off the face of this earth in, in all forms of dimensions. Um, but let's go on to the uh, the next one, which is very creepy looking. Oh, boy. Magic Johnson's son looks like the most successful single mother of all time. <laughs> is that really Magic Johnson's son? We just have to take the Internet's word. No one puts anything fake on I mean, the Internet. look at what this guy's wearing first and foremost. It's like, it's like, it's a, like double, a robe. It's like a double fur, fur. boa. With one side black, one side gray. He's got like a cutoff vest. A big old chain. A big chain. And these glasses <laughs> that make him look like he worked in NASA circa 1960s. Oh, and look so, at that bracelet. In the- oh, yeah. <laughs> so this is, good God, Magic Johnson. What the hell? Couldn't his son have just played basketball? All right. Uh, this next one's pretty freaking creepy. Um, so the picture is of uh, Android 18 who is covered in slime. And this is actually, I believe, the famous scene when Cell actually spits her up. Through his tail. He threw his tail, um, which is already sexually suggestive. But this uh, phrase right here says, when she tells you to nut on her chest, but you ain't nut in weeks. <laughs> and like I said... <laughs> She's covered. She's, She's covered. covered. Full coverage. Full coverage. Android 18 on the ground covered with Cell's love splooge. Okay, so uh, this next image is almost... Oh my god, that looks like a child version of Steve Buscemi. <laughs> it is. I did not imagine I would mention him <laughs> twice in one day. I mentioned him off camera earlier. Uh, um, when you think of some funny shit during a fucked up situation, and you are trying not to laugh, and it is this disturbing looking child, which, there's no way that's a real kid. You know, It's, it's just this, Photoshop. It's this kid with a bowl kit, and his <laughs> eyes are in like opposite directions. And like I said, he looks like freaking Steve Buscemi. Uh, next one, oh god, more creepiness here. Uh, is this poor little kid? God, his parents are torturing him. I know. Um, there's this like weird, like fake alien baby creature thing. baby thing that's sitting right next to him in the uh, the child seat when you're like pushing around a shopping cart. Yeah. And uh, it says, "When you finally meet your crush, but she left her filters at home." <laughs> you get it when you're taking pictures and you leave all the ah! put some filters on there. This is awful, but I just I feel bad for that kid. It's, He's it's, scarred for life. Look yeah, at him. Yeah, parents need oh, to laugh. Screw you, Dad. Screw you, Mom. <laughs> All right, here we go. This next one's really good. It's another Dragon Ball centric one. Yeah. Um, it is uh, when you get done with Pornhub video, but then you see another good one. The first image is, of course, <laughs> Piccolo with his skinny arm, which has just been destroyed. Again from the, the Cell shot, series. The next one. His uh, arm is big, explosive, and <laughs> there's nasty liquid exploding all over the place. Very, very good. Rejuvenation. I like the ones that are with Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> I understand them a little bit more. This next one seems a little interesting. Okay, so uh, I know this pick is fake because there's a person in each register. Ooh. This is really funny because it's a picture for what I believe is Walmart. Yeah, it's Walmart. And it's so true. You ever go to a Walmart and you go to the registers, there's like maybe 20 of them. 20. Two Literally. of them are open. Literally. Two of them are open. And it's always annoying. And another thing that always annoys me about Walmart whenever I go into it is uh, always in the commercials and these ads, the people that register are always nice, normal-looking, attractive people. Every time I go to Walmart, it is the most unsightly, nasty-looking people with freaking eye patches that are mean, hate their job, and they hate you being at their job. Well, let's just be honest. If you're a, uh, I doubt anyone wakes up and says, I want to be a shopping cart guy at Walmart when I grow up. There has to be <laughs> one person out there who thinks that. 
but the I majority, can't imagine why the, would. The, the odds are not so yeah. much. So the people that are there probably don't if want to If you're working there. at Walmart, God bless you. Keep up the good work because I can only imagine how annoying that must be. And I'm not going to do it, so no. you guys do it. No. <laughs> but this picture is funny because it is true. This next one, holy crap, this guy's hair is ridiculous. <laughs> All right, so uh, this guy went to the barber and he's like, ah, yes, I will have the Dreamcast <laughs> graphics, please. <laughs> Okay. His hair is so, so this guy, up. he's got this like completely perfect flat top on all sides. Looks like a freaking Shenmue character from Dreamcast. <laughs> That's really damn funny. I like that one. Okay, here we go. Ooh, we got everyone's favorite Kim Jong Un in this picture. Here we go. Uh, just because Kim Jong Un is a genocidal maniac doesn't mean we can ignore the fact that his fade is fresh as fuck. <laughs> got a good haircut yeah that is yeah that's funny um they just they can't deny his absolutely ridiculous hair just like uh papa uh here we go we have a uh, another picture uh, <laughs> this one's funny um because there are a bundle of sticks and for those who don't know another word for a bundle of sticks is faggot whoa so, oh shit my ex is on sale at ikea for 14.99 faggot that's just in poor taste i don't really care for that one that much but it's interesting if you wanted to learn the fun fact about what a bundle of sticks means. That's old school. I don't think anyone says that anymore. Ikea no. does. Yeah, Ikea apparently But they're does. Swedish. They don't know. They're totally into that. All right, so here we go. We got a couple of guys who are fighting. And uh, one stop. guy looks like he's getting knocked out. So it says, oh, Lord, we came together today to pray for this boy who literally got punched in the dougie. Because <laughs> it looks like he's doing the dance. <laughs> it looks like as he's getting hit. <laughs> That one, that's one of those ones that, like, it didn't dawn on me until after I, like, looked at it and read it, and then I saw it, and then you mentioned, like, okay, that you one know, was good. Everyone dug it. Pretty good stuff. Um, wow, this one's really surprising. Um, Nicki Minaj <laughs> want to be He-Man so bad. Um, wow, she does look a lot like He-Man. Like, they're even practically wearing the same clothes, same hair. Man, just, He-Man is so gay. <laughs> <laughs> He's lightly feminine, uh, <laughs> especially before the transformation. And they're trying to make a new Masters of the Universe film series, so I wonder what direction they're going to go with that. Probably not the Mickey. Last one's a haircut not. one. All right, so the last one we have this kid with this ridiculous uh, bowl cut, <laughs> bowl cut, and uh, he doesn't look too happy. But he's saying, "Yeah, give me that school shooter face." <laughs> <laughs> this kid up. looks like yeah. This kid looks like a psychopath. Like he's going to end up killing someone. So there it is. Some more awkward Imgur readings. If you guys want to check out Imgur, I'd recommend it because you can waste a lot of time there looking at some ridiculous pictures, gifts, and comments. Check it out, guys. Absolutely. So um, if you're okay, Corey, I'm going to wrap this bad boy up. Sounds okay. Great. Thank you guys so much for watching. If you could, give this video a thumbs up. That will help us out a lot. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. We also review a ton of anime shows if you don't already know that, so check those out as well. Spring season is coming up. There's a lot of big shows that are starting. Corey's got a lot so of that coming. stay tuned to the channel. There's going to be a lot of big anime reviews coming up. And make sure to give us your viewer questions. What do you guys want to uh, ask us to say on the next show because we yeah. want your uh, ideas and stuff. We love feedback, but also tell us what you want to see. Tell us what you didn't like, what you do like, uh, everything. Just give us some feedback. It helps us helps helps us out a lot. Helps us help you. Helps, helps us, us. Helps uh, helping. So also check us out on Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. And we also have an Amazon link where you can go to Amazon. You buy anything. It helps us out. We also have PayPal links if you want to just donate. Uh, thank you guys so much. We really appreciate you watching. You know, it's a good thing, right, Corey? You yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, We're from yeah. New York, you know, yeah. uh, born and raised. Absolutely. So check it out, guys. Watch these. They're going to put them out every Monday. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, mwah, kisses. Goodbye. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.